We are Hack the Dino. This is our gaming cast where we talk about the past, present, and future of video game news. I'm history's greatest monster, Ben Rosenthal. And you may notice that tonight we don't have Floppy sitting next to me. Unfortunately, Floppy couldn't be here. Uh, he was tragically uh, injured in a skydiving accident while trying to uh, save a flying orphanage full of children from crashing? Anyway, I've got some very special guests to fill in Floppy's big old shoes. Uh, you may have heard them uh, amongst the street of, of Adelaide, um, just just going around stealing people's stuff. Uh, they, 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 I, I've got nothing. Toy Power Podcast uh, host members, Ben and Trent, are joining us on the stools. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming to the gaming cast. Thank you for having us, Ben. Great to be here. I'm very, very sorry. It's about Ben my Squared, isn't it? It, it is. It is. It's. It's. Uh, we're going to have a duel later on to see who the ultimate Ben is, mm. and uh, the the loser has to. Oh, I don't know. Shave his head. Yes. <laughs> yes. The loser has to shave his head. Yeah. Oh. Anto gets to be the judges. <laughs> and Anto's here as well. Hi, Anto. Hello, everyone. How are we? So, gentlemen, before we get into it, uh, do you want to sort of go through what exactly Toy Power Podcast is and who you are, what you're doing, and where my pants are? Right. So, Toy Power. <laughs> I, I can't answer the pants. No, no, no. <laughs> So Topo Podcast, uh, we are an Adelaide-based podcast, just like Heck the Dino, and uh, we started uh, over five years ago uh, for crew team, and uh, we've been going for about 200 and I think we're up, almost up to 70, 270 episodes or so, which is 65. Yeah. Yeah. So. We had the tagline, nostalgia lives here, so it's yep. a lot about... Ooh. Getting back to the feels of what made you feel really good when you were a kid. Yeah, you know, do you it was still all use about... that tagline? I don't know. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot bit. of we. I mean, a lot of it's based on nostalgia. Simpler times. We massive. We the the coolest thing about us is we all found a mutual passion for the same toy lines. So Transformers, uh, Master Universe, uh, Ninja Turtles, all those sort of lines that came out in the eighties, uh, early nineties, and things. And we, we just you know everything in between. And we've branched out into uh, some of the smaller lines and things. Uh, and we just you know. Talk about that and uh, news and everything and retrospective and uh, movies and things. We don't just keep it on toys. You know, it's a wonderful time to be a toy collector or a fan of anything, really, with the all the Marvel Universe uh, movies and things doing so well. So it's a good time to be alive, to be honest. So the mm. thing that really gets me about the whole Marvel resurgence yep. is specifically... I, I was a big comic fan. I still course. am. Still am. Uh, and... Going back 15, 20 years ago, if you told me, nah, Hawkeye's cool now, uh, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. No, no, Captain America and Iron Man are really going to be multi-billion dollar franchises. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Because they were losers. They were the biggest losers <laughs> well, in comics. And it was all about X-Men yeah, yeah. and it was all about Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, the fact that Aquaman has a uh, decent movie and a decent person playing him is uh, quite... One you of know. those statements is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite uh, eye-opening. I never thought I'd see that day, so that's interesting enough. Now, we're going to go into this a little bit later on, but what specifically do you guys collect? Because the viewers may not know, uh, but I've been to the toy rooms of both the gentlemen sitting uh, either side of me, and my goodness, it is like, imagine the coolest toy room you could ever imagine thinking of. That's 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 them. That that's what it is. You've got. I think the best way to describe it is Trent. Yours is very much mint on card, still in packaging. Uh, whereas Ben, you're uh, primarily off card. Yep. And and more of a, a figure and actually play with it and, and enjoy the yep the figures. So yeah, just describe your collection very very quickly, uh, and we will get back into it later on in the show. Well, for me, it's yeah very accurate, Ben. I do like the carded figures. Uh, I I feel like you know a lot of that artwork. And the graphics, even on the lettering, you know, it's just so nostalgic and just looks amazing. So I try to keep that into the collection where I can. But I, I think it's sort of what I don't collect is really a big part of my collection. It's it's trying to be a showcase of the 80s and early 90s. But, you know, I think equally, and, and modern toys are impossible to keep track of, but equally 
it progresses throughout the 2000s um, up to 2022 with upcoming toy lines, etc. So it is it is very much trying to be a toy museum and trying to showcase all the sorts of things, at least have something from all the different toy companies, all the different toy lines of, of that era. I have to admit, like, it's crazy. And when you said, oh, it's what I don't collect that's interesting, there's something you don't collect. <laughs> they're, they're pro- I couldn't think of any. None, <laughs> none sprung to mind from that era. Like, probably, I don't have a very large My Little Pony collection and, and Barbie's pretty limited, strawberry shortcake, that sort of yep. thing. But most of the boys' toy lines are covered. Definitely, especially definitely. Dino Riders. Yeah. I'm still insanely jealous of your Dino Rider. Do you have all of Series One boxed yet? I've got all of Dino Riders boxed. You've even got Series Three. Yeah, I've got all of Series Three boxed See, and loose. I've only and loose. That's just greedy. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I only found out recently that the reason Series Three is so rare is because the toy line was failing after Series Two, so they shipped them all uh, all of Series Three to here and to Greece. Is that correct? I think that's accurate. Like they got a very limited US run, if any, and they certainly did appear here. So I've got some um, series three that still have the venture um, and toy world. I think so. They they definitely came here. Ten dollars for the Quetzalcoatlus series three, and what? I think yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you wouldn't get one for under a couple of grand nowadays. No, box, no, so. no box, no, absolutely yeah. not. not. Not even loose. A thousand dollars, you'd be yeah. All these parts and stuff. It's very difficult to find yeah. these days. That is nutty yeah. and insane. Yeah. And there goes my hopes of ever owning any more than what I have already. But <laughs> yeah. Ben, you are more of a off-card collector. Yeah, definitely. Why yep. made, what made you do that? Uh, affordability. Yep. You know, good, good, good. Uh, I'm a very amateur photographer as well. I like to uh, set up. My my collection and um, take photos and things of it. Also, space is a big issue as a toy collector, so I like to have as much on the shelf as possible. Uh, some of the offshoot brands that I collect, aside from you know Masters and Ninja Turtles and Transformers and things like, big passionate fan of Battle Beasts and things. Uh, love the Sectors. Uh, huge uh, fan of Alien and Predator. Uh, got into them a long time ago. Uh, I've got a small collection of Dino Riders, but because they're so darn expensive, I only collect the villains and things. Uh, yeah, the collection just sort of spirals from there. I love. I also love uh, knockoff Masters of the Universe lines, like um, sort of. I don't have any Conan, but I, I love the uh, Warlords uh, figures and the um, what are they called? Uh, not monsters. Um, getting a blank now anyway the skull man and things uh beast warriors uh yep. and stuff uh love them and uh just all the wacky variants and things that you can find and that keeps me active and you know my wallet dry so yeah <laughs> we, we we all had a friend that got us one of those he-man knockoffs for birthday or one would appear in your christmas stock you'd be like yep. oh, this isn't what i wanted but now there's a certain charm and um we had chris fresh and uh, Mitch, Dirty Uncle Mitch from the Geek Dudes come and pay us a visit a couple of weekends ago. And Mitch was going through your collection, Ben, yep. and he was like, oh, you know what? I could leave all these He-Man figures and just go for these knockoffs because they're the ones I had as yeah. a kid and I remember them. Yep. So it's interesting how that comes back around, the ones that were derided back in the day and now the hot properties. Uh, it even expands to video games as well. I know with my collection, a majority of the Nintendo stuff is stuff I had as a kid or wanted as a kid. So I've just completed my uh, NES uh, desirable, for whatever reason, I think it's because it was on the back of the box. They had the NES, then they had the four score, which enables you to have four controllers or four players playing a game. And I think it was only two games that used it. Uh, Then they had a joystick, like an old arcade stick. And then I think it was the the Nye 5 or something like that. And then another uh, sort of off-market official third-party controller stick. And I finally finished that the other week. And uh, no other reason than, yeah, I had it. I wanted it as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I've got 100%. vivid memories of walking into a Kmart and just looking at the wall with all that Game Boy logo down the side of the box, much like you were saying, Trent. And just seeing that and going, oh, I need that. Like, yeah. at the Toy Fair the other week, I think I bought a battery pack for the Game Boy <laughs> because yeah. it was it was in that collection that I saw yeah. as a kid in the shop. And it had the yeah. logo down the side yeah. and it was pink and purple. Yeah. I went, yep, 20 bucks, easy, done. Yeah. Well, there's something that I sort of collect that Trent 
you know, Trent's a big mint on card and I absolutely respect that. But I collect a bit of uh, Master Universe merch and things and I never forget one of the best uh, things I picked up at the fair. And this is big thanks to um, King Kaiju. He found me a She-Ra toothbrush, still carded, still, you know, in its I packet. That. I think and he found that while we were over in Japan, actually. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he, and he so he gave that to me uh, on the fair and I was just, I was doing cartwheels. Like that was hands down. Of all the items I picked up that day, that was by far the, the coolest and most unique item of my collection. You so. go, I mean, you go to any toy fair or yeah. flea market or anything like that, and you're going to see some sort of He-Man figure, right? You're going to see that nine times out of ten. That stuff's out there, right? But to see a thermos, you know, yeah. those the lunchbox or a thermos or a toothbrush, that's the sort of stuff that you might not have seen in 10 years. Mm. Um, and that's exciting to see, to yep. come across. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about your personal collections a little bit later on. But we will be talking about video games because this is still a video game show. And cool. we all like video games here. We all like partaking in um, killing time with pixels. Or polygons, depends how old you are. Not as old as me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, Anto... Hello. Now that you've remembered to press record, um, what have you, you been doing? Don't judge me. I've been dealing with stuff behind the scenes <laughs> that you have no idea about. <laughs> That's all right. We can get it off the Twitch VOD. Um, you've been playing something rather special. I have. Um, we were fortunate enough to get given a early access code for uh, Multiverses. The I think it's DC, Warner Brothers, and a whole bunch of other licensed properties chucked together in a Smash Bros-like platform fighter. Um, haven't put a huge amount of time into it, but um, the half an hour or so that I did get to play on stream today, fantastically good fun. And you're very a big stupid. Smash Brothers uh, player as well, aren't you? Yes, very much so. Um, I think last time I checked, I'd put close to 2,400 hours into Smash Oh, wow. Remind me never to play you, Anto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's, who's your favorite character? Oh, that's a tough one to answer. Um I'm a huge Final Fantasy nerd. Yep. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Is a big thing. Nice. Yep. So I've been flitting between so all the losers. Sonic and Cloud recently. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Cloud probably just about ekes out the top spot just because he's probably my favorite video game character. Cool. Um, but yeah. Is there one that's just got a good power set that is hard to beat? Uh, Luigi's pretty much a nightmare in Smash Brothers. Right. Um, if someone really knows how to play Luigi, you can die in four seconds. Why? Yeah. He's, he's rubbish. He's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the worst character ever invented. Uh, yeah. Only I, losers I, play Luigi. I reckon uh, Samus has been downpowered in the latest iteration. I think uh, on the Wii U and things, he was uh, she. Sorry, she was uh, really, really good and really powerful. I so. could almost hear the internet jumping yeah, on. Yeah, you. I'd, yeah. <laughs> Quick uh, reverse. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's a fair, um, fair assessment. Like Samus and Dark Samus both have a very similar power set. I think Dark Samus is a teeny bit better. Okay, but they're not, they're not great as you know. They used to be really strong, or Samus by herself rather yeah. used to be very strong in melee. Yeah. Um, Smash 3DS and Wii U, they were also really good. Um, I didn't play a huge amount of Brawl. Yep, no, but I missed yeah. out. Brawl was the Wii U. Uh, the Wii? Uh, Brawl was on the Wii. That yeah. was where Sonic and Snake got put in the first mm. time. That's right. That was cool. That, that's the subspace emiss emissary. Emissary, yeah. yeah. Yep. That was really cool. Best uh, Sonic introduction in a game there. Agreed. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. Uh, I have not been playing a lot of games. I played Switch Sports. Um, it, it's it's Wii Sports. It, yep. It's exactly what it is, just without some of the cool games. Bowling's still there, so that's all I care about. Because uh, my thing where you go one, two, and flick the wrist get a strike every time, almost every time. <laughs> uh, but this has got online connectivity and the worst thing about these types of games playing online is there are freaks out there who do nothing but play these games and you have no chance of defeating them and they've done something really cool with the bowling in that uh, to play online you have I think four levels so you get the first three sets the second three sets the third three sets and then the last ten uh, but there's a cutoff so only the top eight go through and then the top four go through and then the top three. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so if you're not up to par, game over. Bye-bye, wow. right. see you right. later. Um, but you can, each time you do a sport, you get a set of points depending on how you performed. And then those points, once you reach 100, you get to choose a random item on a board. It's a cosmetic item. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, so they've added nice little things. I, I think later in the year they've got golf coming. Right. But they took out boxing. Okay. Which is one of the cool ones. Um, and put like sword fighting in there. And uh, tennis. Tennis is in there, yeah. Yep. Um, that's still the same. They've got volleyball in there. Uh, and some other one that I can't remember at the moment. But yeah, it, it's not. Uh, it's more of the same. Baseball was one of the core ones as well. That's right. Baseball's yeah. not in there. But again, they've said there's going to be DLC. So I assume that they'll yep. put it out, either pay, download, or they'll just give it to us. I hope they just give it to us because 60 bucks, man. Mm. I'm hoping it's going to be similar to um, what they did with Mario uh, Tennis Aces um, and the most recent Hot Shots Golf that they put out. Um, where the DLC will be like periodically released, but it will be free. Yeah. Um, Nintendo seems to like doing that to stuff that isn't Smash Brothers and requires heavy licensing fees because of characters like Sora and Cloud and Sephiroth. Well, I can actually see them. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Online uh, that they've got the Plus, so with mm. all the games and the DLC, I can actually see them giving it to those people. So if you pay for the online, yeah. the additional online service, you get all those Switch Sports. For free, otherwise you've got to pay for them, which I think's fair. Yeah, I like, think that would be a good way to do it as well. They've done similar with Animal Crossing. The Mario Kart expansion mm. courses have just been added to Switch yes. Online expansion as well. So that's that might be what they do with all their first party stuff going forwards. Cool. Uh, now, gentlemen, are either of you big video game players at all? Oh, I'm gonna, you yeah. go first. Oh, look, I, I loved video games as a kid, and I think I've fallen into that trap as an adult where there's just not a lot of time mm. to game. Uh, so I grew up non-console. I grew up with a PC. Ooh. So I was always... And I was always very envious and jealous of the uh, the Nesses and the Super Nesses. And obviously played those at friends' houses, but was never allowed to get one until I bought my own Nintendo 64 um, and played that a lot. So yeah, big into gaming. But as a result, I played a lot of PC games, which were kind of like the uncool games but there were some exceptions Man, to that there like some gems on there like shareware i have such fond memories of uh freeware and shareware yep where like you'd get a disc in the mail and it had like a hundred free demo games on there yeah, and then that was the, these were the days where you'd finish the demo it says oh just put five dollars in an envelope yeah. and send it to this address and we'll yeah. send you the whole game yeah like doom was there but then you yeah. could get cracks like when the internet first came around people were sending out cracks so you could uh, crack them as well can i ask you was it 386 486 pentium one i had all of them so i think Ooh. we started with a 286 because um, my, my dad was a university lecturer so he would bring home these computers but the the big one i remember was the 486 with cd-rom oh yeah and it came i remember unpacking it the big crt screen and it came with a game by activision called return to zork and that set me off on a whole action-adventure gaming pathway. So into the LucasArts, Full Throttle, and Day of the Tentacle, and all that sort of stuff. And recently had gone back in and downloaded updated versions of those games and replayed all those. But in terms of modern gaming, we've got, we haven't got we have been lucky enough to snag a PS5 yet. Um, but we've got the Switch, we've got the PS4, and my son's put me on to Fortnite. So in the last <laughs> month, I've just been cracking through some Fortnite and doing the duos, doing the trios with my six-year-old, who is a bit of a, a liability. But it's <laughs> it's like it's so it's so funny because he's we, we're both we're both knocked right, and this so my my nine-year-old and I are knocked the six-year-old's got like an enemy that's just killed up lined up in his sights. And he won't take the shot. And we're just like, shoot him. You've got him in the head. And he's like, nope. And he goes and hides in a bin. And it's just hilarious. Just so painful. But yeah, we did actually win a trios with him. Oh, so nice. that's uh, that's um, for all the hundreds of games we played. <laughs> we got some payoff. Anto and I quite often jump on there. Uh, and every once in a while when Floppy's free, he comes on as well. Uh, but it just ends up me trolling them as much as I can <laughs> yeah. for my own amusement. Whether we're streaming or not. Streaming, yeah. I bump it up a level. If not, it's just for my own entertainment. Uh, I think my favorite thing to do is like get in a car and go, right, everyone, get in a car. And then when Floppy's trying to get in, I'll just go forward <laughs> a little later. bit. See later. And then we'll try and catch oh. up and I'll go forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like nine times out of 10, we'll play together. Ben will run off and do something by himself and either survive while Floppy and I are being attacked <laughs> or he'll die Floppy and I will go to rescue him. Floppy will die. Yep. I hold my own for 10 seconds. Then I die. Mm. And then the next game starts again and it just repeats. Yep. yep. With increasing <laughs> levels of Ben doing things that are more 
I don't want to say not helpful. <laughs> you can. It's fine. But more annoying than anything else. <laughs> you mean I specifically do stuff to annoy you guys for my own entertainment? Yeah, it's kind of not the point, right? <laughs> sure it is. Sure it is. Anyway, um, so on the PC side of things, big Wolfenstein fan? I loved Wolfenstein. Yes, big fan. Uh, but... And I mean, I remember getting up to the robotic Hitler yeah, at the end. Yep. But it was very, I mean, linear in the sense. And Doom blew my mind when that came out because, you know, you had elevators, you had a lot more texturing. You those, could jump. You could mm. jump. Like, yeah. the, the, you could shoot upwards. The monsters would genuinely freak you out when they'd come out of the dark and fire those fireballs or whatever. So, yep. loved, loved Wolfenstein, but... To me, Doom raised it to the next level. I, I never forget, I was at school one day because, yeah, I had I was a PC gamer as well. That's what we had in our house and uh, played Wolfenstein nonstop and I went to school one day and someone said, there's this new game called Doom and you can shoot the wall. I'm like, oh, you can shoot the wall in Wolfenstein. But when you shoot the wall, there's a bullet hole and my little head just went boom. <laughs> like that was just, I could not compute that. When you shoot a barrel, it explodes yeah. and that, I was on the ground. Like I just, I just could, I couldn't believe But that. it would just eviscerate you know? the monster that was standing next yeah, to it. It would yeah. just like turn him into yeah. this goo. Yeah. And, I, uh, oh. I was I was a Duke Nukem fan back before it was 3D. You know, oh, I was the 2D, yes. the 2D uh, yep. platformer. That was my Duke Nukem, and then so, uh, everyone's saying, "Oh, there's this new 3D version." And it's like that's not my Duke Nukem. Like no, but then you saw <laughs> yeah. boobs and everything. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember Commander Keen? Yes, big yeah. fan of Commander Keen. Commander yep, Keen uh, played that a lot. Yeah. Do you remember? And I maybe you might remember, but uh, on the little Amstrads that we used to get in our schools, Granny's Garden. Yes. We I'm had that sure. on the Commodore 64. Yeah, I think it was on was a that, couple of was things. Was it on oh, the Amstrad? It might have been an Amstrad, but it was in the computer pool mm. in primary school. And there was a... I don't know if it was a cheat, but there was this way you could skip ahead or something. There was a passcode. So you yeah, had to get through one right? round and you got a passcode. And I was telling Anto this story earlier. Uh, I was in my class, the first one to get through and get that password. So I sold the password to whoever asked <laughs> nice. for 50 cents yeah. and then wow. went to the canteen and bought lollies Yeah, because nice. it was great. Industrious um, young man. Battle Chess was a big oh, yes. for me. I've got, yeah. I've yeah. got my version of Battle Chess yeah. there. I don't yeah. have anything to run it on, nah. but I had yeah. Battle Chess. There was yeah. that Monty Python reference where the you know, he just chops the arms and yes. then the yep. legs yep. and he tries to kick him and yep. it's like, bye-bye. Yep. And he's just a, a body. Yeah. Wasn't there Brilliant. a really like awkward port of Battle Chess that had Star Wars characters in, and it took an age for the animations to play out? Yes, because it was a very wrong? poor port. Ooh. Yeah, yep, there was. Yeah. Um, ben, what about you? What, what yeah, did you grow so up same with? same deal. Uh, we, you know, I st- my first sort of console was one of those ones where you've got the joystick and you turn it. It's like Pong, just playing Pong on the Commodore sixty four or something like that. And then um, yeah, PC gamer through and through. And looking back now, it, I was so. You know, it was really cool to be the PC gamer person because everyone looked at me and my brother to come around and play games that they and but we would go around to their houses and play uh, NES and Super NES, like because we never had one. So exactly the same as Trent, my first uh, console was a um, Nintendo 64. Um, my brother and I saved up and bought that, and Mario just blew our minds and you know Mario Kart and everything. That was amazing. And sort of since then, I've had every Nintendo console uh, created. Um, even had the Game Boy and things, a lot of Tetris and stuff played on that. Uh, I even went through the Wii, the Wii U, uh, the um, what was the other Wii uh, before the Switch. We had one of them anyway. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we've had all them. But now my family's got three switches and uh, I'm the one that doesn't have one. So I sort of put my hand up and said, look, I love my gaming and things, but I was just buying games because, oh, it's cool. A new Alien vs. Predator game. Play the first level and then never find time to play it again. Uh, so, ah, real gamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had, I think it was last year, I had uh, a couple of weeks off of work and without any, you know, going away or anything, just odd jobs around the house. So my little treat for myself was um, Tony Hawk's 4, I think it was, you nice. know, the, the retro version and playing all those ga- uh, levels back again and stuff. That was amazing and uh, really, really fun uh, just to 
kill two weeks and do th- some stuff around the house. And yeah, so that's sort of my mindset of gaming these days is uh, retro stuff and I leave the Switch. Um, I still play a bit of uh, family Mario Kart and stuff. I'm still unbeatable in the house, but uh, we'll Ooh, see how long that, like uh, that long lasts for. So. I yeah. was, but my daughter um, <laughs> recently, she's 14 now and she whoops me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. it. It's a nice moment when your child beats you with mm. a childhood video game. Um, also, soul crushing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm also very lucky. She cannot play Super Nintendo games because the graphics hurt her eyes. Right. Uh, and I have to berate her and ground her for saying yeah. such awful things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to go into a quick roundup of the latest video game news. Uh, firstly, our news bites, where we just give a quick uh, spouting of words. Sure. Uh, and, and react... A- Accordingly, uh, so an analyst predicts that a new Nintendo console will be out in 2024. What do we think about that? The Switch Ooh. is almost six years old. Uh, Anto, six or five years? Uh, it came out in 2017, so this is its fifth year. So we're going into the Ooh. sixth year. It'd be in its sixth year because it came out in March, right? Uh, March 2017. Yeah. Uh, so a new console. What do you think? We're we gonna we're we gonna get a uh, a hybrid like the Switch, or are they gonna split them apart again? I think they would be daft to not continue the momentum of having a hybrid home and portable console. Oh, no. that's, that, that's the yeah. game changer, I yeah. think. That's why Nintendo have kept going because yep. of this uh, Game Boy-esque unit that you're able to port anywhere, play you know, on the couch when someone else is watching the TV or something. I think it's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And if they try to go back to the standard plug in and play on their only your TV they'll lose they're, uh, they're only yeah. going backwards I think you it's hard to compete isn't it with the the big ones if you don't have that functionality mm. I mean Nintendo's got a, a charm with the games that I think will always appeal to a niche audience but I think you know Xbox PlayStation that it's the differentiator that they need Yeah I think as well as it being totally different to any other offering, you know, like you can play some stuff on PlayStation and Xbox remotely through xCloud or PlayStation Remote Play or whatever, but it's not, especially in Australia, it's definitely not there yet infrastructure-wise. Um, and I think because they've carved out this particular portion of a market, they'd be silly to let it go by trying to rejoin the big boys, as it were. Um, I don't think they'll ever rejoin the big boys. They ever will. They are, no. As I've said numerous times, Nintendo are quite happy being that second mm. system. So a majority of people will get their Xbox series or their PS5 when they can finally find one. And the Switch will be either for the kids or be that secondary console that they take with them because they had a stranglehold on the handheld market for years and years and years. No one could come near them. Um, And plenty did try, uh, including the game.com. What a, what a, anyway, uh, yeah, they're quite happy being in that, that second console and they're going to sell more consoles because of that. I mean, personally, I think I've bought six Switches altogether. (laughs) So, not all for me. They were gifts. One of them was a gift. One of them's on your shelf, not being used, never been opened. <laughs> Which one? The Sword and Shield Switch Lite that's up in the top. No, that, the that, that's Jasmine's. Oh, well, that's fine then. But, but it's yeah, it's never been it? used. She, she bought Aladdin and played that. Uh, speaking of Aladdin, Robocop's not in it, but he is in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I thought I'd throw this little snippet in because as children of the 80s, Robocop's pretty damn cool. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yep. Well, well, it's going to cost 15, you more than a dollar, isn't it? $15 <laughs> to buy a digital skin. Yep. And people complain about NFTs. But yep. you get a little ED209 that you can oh, ride Oh, really? Oh, like that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, it's that's cool. What do you think, I'll throw to either Ben, you know, R-rated movies being then ported into kids' games. We've seen oh, it with things like Toxic Avenger <sighs> yeah. turned into yeah. a toy line and a cartoon. I think it's is that okay? No, I think, a, like, I, I think it's cool. <laughs> we, we, we've grown up with R-rated uh, toys since the get-go. Like yeah. Conan was a big toy line from um, from Remco. Like it just, it, it's always been there. Uh, you know, my Aliens and Predator from Kenner. They were, you know, R-rated films that uh, I only dreamed about seeing. And that that's sort of why I'm a big passionate horror fan because I just uh, fell in love with these horror-esque figures. You know, it's it's just the evolutionary step that, uh, you know, you can play them now in fighting games and things. It's only a matter of time before they 
you know, port to uh, Fortnite and things. Uh, it's I think it's great. I, I love it. And there's plenty of of mature players out there yep. to uh, use utilize these things. And even if you're not, he looks cool, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm sure it's the uh, people that hold the rights are only more than willing to sell the. Um, you know, to sell the rights and skin to the uh, people because it's only building brand uh, acknowledgement. And then all of a sudden, when Robocop comes out in 2025, everyone then knows who Robocop is and hasn't forgotten about him. Well, so. there's that famous meme where uh, they've got uh, someone going, Oh my God, oh my God, it's the guy from Fortnite. And it's like <laughs> one of the Star Wars characters. Right, yes, <laughs> and, yes. And the father's yeah. like in a rage. Yeah. And Tony, yeah. what do you think? Um, I think there's been some interesting points raised, like, you know, at there's without going into too much of a rant about capitalism and how it's awful and we're in late stage and we're all going to die um <laughs> it's you know we've, these are real we've tears man. Point, yeah, <laughs> we've hit this point where as you say companies are you know they're willing to license out these characters to not only build uh you know brand engagement or recognition so they can put out future products and make more money it's also capitalizing on nostalgia for people like the four of us who, you know, probably grew up watching these things as a kid and playing with these action figures as kids who will go, oh yeah, Fortnite's got some cool characters now. Maybe I'll give it a go and connect my credit card to the account. And, you know, ultimately it's all about money at the end of the day, but the most important thing is, are you getting enjoyment out of playing it? Yes, and I do when I make floppy run after the car. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, <laughs> I don't know if you can quickly find uh, the video for this, Anto. I didn't uh, actually supply it, but there is a, a game called Dead by Daylight. Ooh, I know which one you're about to bring up. And they've announced a Dead by Daylight dating sim. Now, do we know what a dating sim is, Ben and Trent? Uh, I've got a vague idea of what it is. What's your vague idea? That uh, you simulate being a person, a single person looking for a date. Leisure Suit larry Ah, right. Very. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it online? Like you're playing with other... No, no, no. no. Okay, so right. it is Simulate. a... Okay. Basically a visual novel. Think of it as a choose-your-own-adventure type uh, deal. But a Dead by Daylight is a horror game filled with big, burly monsters. So they brought out... <laughs> <laughs> you oh, can wow. try and date the monsters and take them on uh, romantic interludes uh, such as the Trapper, as we can see on scene here, uh, the Huntress, they're all big burly people and just wanting to wrap their biceps around you and give you a big old smoochum. I, I, I never played Dead by Daylight. I'm going to play this. <laughs> Hooked on you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in actual news now, have you heard about the new PlayStation Plus uh bonuses or a, a premium and deluxe package. They've changed it, haven't they? They are yeah. about to change about it. To. So yeah. basically they still have the, you, you pay $15 a month and you get online and four games a month to, to play for as long as you pay the, the fee or subscribe to it. However, they have recently announced a premium and deluxe plan where you can get uh, more PlayStation games or older PS1 and PS2 games. Can't get PS3 here because they can only stream PS3 games and Australia being Australia has very horrible streaming. Right. Uh, so they've announced on the PlayStation blog, you can go there for the full list, but these are uh, a couple of the 62 games announced so far that are going to be coming uh, to the premium level. Uh, they include Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Cut, which is an excellent, beautiful, wonderful game. God of War, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, Last of Us and Uncharted games, Hollow Knight by Australian's own, uh, Adelaide's own Team Cherry, uh, Far Cry 3 and 4, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Final Fantasy 15 and Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which I think most people get already. Anto, am I correct in that? Mortal Kombat 11 is already part of the Plus program? Uh, 11's not. Mortal Kombat X is. X. Uh, which, 10, X, 10, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the ones that are in there already... Uh, Final Fantasy 15 is part of the current PlayStation Plus collection on PS5, but it's not available to PS4 owners. Um, God of War is is there as well, and I think one of the Uncharted games is, but not all of them. Right. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a pretty solid upgrade uh, if you take into account the other... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... About 52 games that are on the list. Hmm. Uh, and then you've got uh, classic games. They've announced 10 so far, which I was actually quite disappointed in. <laughs> but 10 so far, uh, including Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, and Tekken 2. 
Uh, a monthly refresh will occur on the first Tuesday of each month for the PlayStation Essentials plan and higher tiers with new PS4 and PS games added to the service then. Um, these launches start on May 24 in Asia, followed by Japan on June 2nd, North and South America on June 13, and finally Europe, Australia, and New Zealand on June 23. The question I have to ask is, Anto, will you be upgrading or are you going to stick to the base plan? Um, I will be doing it. Really? I will be upgrading. Um, because, in my opinion, it's worth it just for Ape Escape 1 alone. <laughs> really? Um, Ape Escape was one of the games I played sort of a brief amount of when I was maybe 10 years old. Um, never finished it, because it's one of those games that I picked up, played, didn't really understand, but loved the aesthetic controls and just general feel of the game. Like, by today's standards, it's a clunky, awkward, polygonal mess, but... Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game, and so is that. So, is Ape, Ape Escape originally was an arcade game, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it may very well have been, but I don't know if it I had an it arcade was. port prior to PlayStation. Go, go and have a look. See if I'm right. Uh, <laughs> let me do some Google. Uh, now, neither of you have got PS5s at the moment. Are no, you, are you no, in the no. PS4? Or? Yeah, PS4. Yep, we've got one. Uh, do you have the PlayStation Plus at no. the moment? I've got it, mm-hmm. and look, it's tempting when you. It's just time. Like I've got. Four streaming services, <laughs> you know, two consoles. I just don't have the time probably to give those games, let alone the games in my collection, a, a good run through. So I just buy me some time and uh, I'm in on that. Sure. And Ben, you don't have it. No, no. Well, I don't. I just don't play online. I, 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 I'm a very materialistic person. I like to put my game in, play it, and uh, log out. I don't, I don't have any need to play <laughs> online. No, you shouldn't do that. You corrode. So, All right, yeah, there you go. It's yeah. bollocks. Yeah, bollocks. Because so, I did it the other day. It was not an arcade release. No, no. Uh, anything I can find just says that it was uh, first released on PlayStation One in, uh, weirdly enough, America first in May thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Huh. Um. But yeah. Crazy. Uh, something that you may have played. Have you heard of a game called GoldenEye? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Played it a lot? Of, uh, Quite a bit, yes. Quite a bit. Have you yep. played it recently? No. It, not, it's not a really. goddamn mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a fun time. Yeah. Well, you imagine, I mean, we, we are now living in the era of the, you know. Online. Oh, but the screen size, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, you've got screens that are, you know, I mean, 72 centimetres well, would be actually, like small. Funny you say that. We used to have, uh, you know, uh, sort of what we called posse nights where we'd have a, a group of lads uh, stay over and we'd stay up to 4am playing uh, GoldenEye and Mario Kart and all those wacky games and we'd have a projector on the oh, wall. Wow. Yes. So we'd clear an area of the room, projector on the wall and that way everyone could sort of properly see where they're doing and things and it just made the, the night go longer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just, you know, we'd set all, you know, landmine, proximity mines and things, put it on paintball and see who could last the longest, you know, survive. No, we you know tactics or anything just uh when <laughs> a room that, full of pro- proximity mines you know <laughs> when, when yeah. doing that did you screen snipe did you look at the other players to work out where oh, of they course are? of course you know and and there were cheats and yeah, things where you could get course. back up into the uh uh up above the toilet block thing there into mm-hmm. the uh ducks and stuff and yeah i right, it was yeah nightmarish so you know. what if i told you that the computer history museum in the uk has spent $16,000 Australian to split up GoldenEye over four separate screens. Money well spent. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fantastic achievement. Because you yeah. need that, don't you? But <laughs> you, need, you need to be able to... For or, 16K? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they said it's a bit of a clutch to do it. We've got these scalers and bits of equipment there, uh, video distribution. There's about eight grand worth of kit there just to make this work, but it's a bit of fun and it stops anybody from screen cheating. There you go. Which is awful. I used mm. to love it. I also used to play as odd jobs, so I was the ultimate cheater. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you memorized all the spawn points and just threw proximity mines everywhere because yeah. yep. that's the kind of guy you are. Who, who, who else did that? No, I don't no? think I memorized them well enough. No. But Especially in the facility? Uh, yep, yep. I used to memorize all the spawn points, get proximity mines, and just run around and to just, each of the spawn yeah. points and put proximity mines up where the spawn yeah, is. So they yeah, come in and yeah. go, ba-dum, ba-dum, then spawn <laughs> somewhere, ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a nice person. So I don't know if it's... Admitting this is probably going to get a punch from Ben in a minute, but I don't know why split-screen multiplayer throughout my entire life has never been an issue because I look at the whole screen when I'm playing a split-screen video game 
Really? I've, I've never had to dart my eyes to either corner to look at what other people are doing. I can just pay attention to the whole thing. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just a me thing or if people around the world... You're sure you were even playing the right... Yeah. You right, uh, know with kids how we uh, give them controllers and don't, they're not plugged yeah. in and go, oh, yeah, you're doing really well. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for my success in certain video games <laughs> playing like this, but... I was very good at Time Splitters 2 and 3. Mm. All right, so I've pulled a couple of uh, GoldenEye gaming facts, which I yep. found interesting while I was uh, reading about this. Uh, the game's entire multiplayer mode was made in a month oh. as a complete afterthought by programmer Steve Ellis. The management of Rare did not even know they were developing a multiplayer mode until they were shown a complete working product. According to Ellis, since the game was already late by that time, if we hadn't done it that way, it probably never would have happened. Wow. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto sent the game de- game's developers a fax with suggestions for the game. So we all know who Shigeru Miyamoto is, Mario's dad. Uh, the first suggestion was that there was too much up-close killing, which Miyamoto found to be unbearable. The second was to have the player uh, shake the hands of all the hospitalized enemies at the end of the game. <laughs> It's a nice touch. I want to see that. Well, I want to see that in the movie and then uh, replicated. Yeah, I reckon you should be able to get a pillow and just then snuff yes. them out. <laughs> final, <laughs> final snuff out. <laughs> uh, and uh, this suggestion from Miyamoto gave the developers the idea of having all the game's characters appear in a curtain call during the end credits, as if portrayed by real actors. This was meant to explain that the game did not involve real killing. Yep, there you that go. And the fact, you know, it was clearly polygon people with faces like. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Were there a number of developers that had no experience or very limited experience working on this game? No, they were they were all they rare all were? employees. They um, were, and okay. rare at that time had been around for years and years and years. And right. Years. Uh, I think just because it was rushed towards the end. Anto? Yeah, no, I was just going to chime in with the whole, you know, Rare had been pumping out hit after hit after hit after hit up until GoldenEye launched and even beyond GoldenEye. So it was very much a team of veteran developers who really right. sort of knew their stuff. Yeah, um, Battletoads. You ever heard of Battletoads? Yes. Yeah. That was rare. Infuriating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hardest game in the world. The so scooter level, yeah. Obviously, uh, the sequel to GoldenEye in some way, shape or form was... Oh, that was my phone. Uh, was uh, Perfect Dark. What? How did that rate, obviously, with a more futuristic... Without the whole movie tie-in and all that sort of stuff. Did that do as well or...? People enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, the multiplayer from memory was better. Yep. Uh, however... Me personally, I was a GoldenEye fan. And of course. And when I like something, I sort of just stick to it because yeah. I'm stubborn. Um, but no, it, it's well known as a cool game. Yep. Uh, funnily enough, they're rebooting it at the moment, uh, remaking it for Microsoft. However, the company that is currently doing it, Anto, we talked about this last show. Who got bought out um, as part of the Square Enix deal? Uh, Eidos Interactive or Eidos? Uh, not Eidos. It, it was, is it Ether? Uh, someone like one of the studios who Square Enix just sold is actually making um, the Perfect Dark revamp, right? Uh, which is you know, I mean, let's Crystal be real, Dynamics the maybe. State of Microsoft development, the game's not going to come out anyway. Look at Starfield. Mm. I, I just find it fascinating when things are movie tie-in and then they try and replicate that again without a movie tie-in, and to see how they compare whether they you know it's the same momentum or if it dies or because the same can be held with toys and things like that. I just find it fascinating. Uh, and it's a miracle if it, you know, exceeds the movie tie-in. Uh, and uh, why is that? That's sort of what, what I was... Yeah. I think where Perfect Dark failed is that it came out towards the end of the life of the 64. Right. It was definitely towards yep. the end. Yep. Uh, but it also required the... Remember the jump pack? Yes. So the red jump pack. Yeah, the expansion pack. The expansion pack. Yes, yep. It required that to yeah. actually play the game yep. properly. Right. And not a lot of people bought that. We well, had to get it with Donkey Kong, didn't exactly, you? and yeah. that's a rubbish game. Right. So no one bought it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> get guilty, I, I had guilty. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I've got you got, You've got my version. Yes, I got yours because I because I had a sixty four without the damn expansion pack and it limited me to play certain games. So anyway, yeah. Now I did mention that we were going to talk a little bit about bootlegs because I know that we're all collectors here and we all love a good bootleg. So I found uh, ten. Bootlegs and one very special one at the end. So what we're going to do is I'm going to uh, get Anto to flush it up on screen here. And uh, both of you gentlemen have to uh, firstly describe what you're seeing for the podcast listeners at home. And then tell me whether it's good enough to be added to your illustrious collection. Uh, so first, Anto, we've got what I've titled Mario of the Universe. Bring it up. 
Oh, oh yes. yeah, that's so on the big awesome. screen. There, it's essentially it? a He-Man yeah. body with a Mario head, packaged in a Master of the Universe Classics blister card. <laughs> that's Super a pretty Mario. good custom job. It's a, Look at that it's printing. A very nice custom. Yeah, he's got a little sword as well, yellow sword. Um, no, it's creepy Ooh. for me. It's uh, it's a pass. That, but no, that's that's not going to end up in no. on the wall. No. Ben, what about you? No, I actually one of my first custom Lego minifigures was a Mario, very uh, poorly done, and um, but yeah, they're still in the collection and Luigi. But no, I'd pass on this. It it looks a bit the the head is a bit uh, big for the body. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's nah, no, and not not classics. That's more vintage style. I'd go for instead of the classic a vintage body yeah. so you like yeah. the big chests and the, the short uh, legs. I, I'd prefer if I was going to collect the Mario in a Master of the Universe format I'd prefer him fully vintage uh, with the five points of articulation the classics is more 2008 onwards so I'd want a lot more detail and uh, less yeah this is sort of more cartoony looking mm. right Okay, the second one. We've all we're all big fans of Pokemon. We've all played Pokemon. Pokemon's a good thing. We we all follow Ash and his journeys. Did you know? Oh Jesus! <laughs> did you know that Ash is quite ripped, Anto? Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Look at that. That's a six pack. So, what do you reckon? Is ripped Ash good enough to enter the uh, illustrious collection of the Toy Power universe? Well, I did say I collect. It's what I don't collect that features, and I don't really have any Pokemon. I, I, and that's not to say I haven't kept my eye on a few of the nice Bandai items, um, but I just never pulled the trigger. So I think this is going to continue the trend of not going into the collection. <laughs> uh, Pokemon's funny for me because my brother was getting into Pokemon as I was sort of getting out of toys and looking at girls and things like that. So I've never been a big Pokemon fan. Uh, it wasn't until sort of Pokemon Go came uh, around and... Uh, you know, all of a sudden the resurge of Pokemon came back and my kids are into Pokemon and things, but this one's a bit creepy. No, <laughs> nah, I'd say a big no thanks. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do sp- just very quickly want to point out, there mm-hmm. is a reason that model of Ash is as ripped as he is. Why is that? And it's because he regularly carries around Lavitar, which weighs a couple of hundred kilograms. Why? Like, is that the Johto Ash? Yeah, like he's ripped. He can throw trees and stuff. Like, really, Johto Ash can throw trees. Is this yeah. is this in canon? In the TV show, he like picks up trees that have fallen and yeets them at Pokemon. It's nuts. Tyranitar or Ash? Ash. <laughs> <laughs> like I he don't... literally picks up trees and lifts Pokemon that you are a couple of hundred kilograms. I don't think Pokemon's taking the laws of physics seriously. Me neither, but it's Pokemon. So. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon, this little one I called Poke Wars. Poke Wars. Anto, how good are Pokey Wars? Pretty terrible. Oh, wow. wow. Scroll down. There we go. (laughs) Boba Fett. It's Bulbasaur in a Boba Fett outfit. Actually, it's quite cute. They've tried to replicate the power of the Force 2 packaging. So the Mm 1997-ish re-release of, uh, well, you know, when Star Wars came back onto the shelves uh, with the special editions. And it's got a beautiful Pikachu where I think we had, what was it? There was like a Darth Vader helmet up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a Vader helmet. Yeah, and, it, and it, when episode one came out, they put Darth Maul's head up there. But uh, look, I'm, I'm going to have to decline on this one too. It's oh just, it's, a it's, a nice, it's a nice figure. Like it's, it's designed beautifully. It comes with a Pokeball as well. Yeah. For me, it's the neck. The neck's too long. No, see me, this is my sort of toy. Oh, right? really? I, I freaking love this thing. It, I, I, I'm not paying inbox prices for it. I'll let you. I'll You're just. Crack uh, it? I'll crack it and I'll let uh, it breathe. Yeah, let it breathe and I'll put it in and never tell anyone and just wait till they notice it. I, <laughs> I really because it's it's a beautiful paint app with the Bulbasaur head yep. um, meeting the same sort of green paneling along the Boba Fett uh, armor. So they've obviously done a bit of thinking involved it's not just a head slapped on a boba fett body we've actually painted the whole thing and it looks like he's got sort of beastie uh feet and things yep uh, i think this is awesome i'm i'm down for it i, I want yeah all right we yep. know what to get you for your 40 hell yeah yeah, yeah. Easy. yeah it's coming up quicker than you think <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. will be returning to pokemon a little bit later on but uh next lot of toys to uh decide whether you think they are worthy bootlegs for the collection or not is one i've just called it's for you, Anto, as you can see from his very impressed uh, facial features there. Bring up Sanic for me, Anto. Bring it on up on that screen. Oh. There we go. 
Wow. So it's a bootleg Sonic the Hedgehog five pack. And <laughs> Look at Sonic's I eyes. don't know. Which one's Sonic? Is he on the on left? On the left, oh, yeah. Left. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. He looks like he's, he's seen uh, some things. He's uh, <laughs> tripping on something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. t- look, to be honest, like, Tails looks pretty accurate. But the rest, I mean, look at Knuckles. He's got a yellow body. And they're they're just, it's they're like just a clown like, head. They're almost like the Care Bear cousins. You just don't hear about them, but yeah. here they are, you know. They're uh, like the uh, Care Bear inbred cousins. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> this the worst is... part of that picture is just, obviously, it's clearly terrible. Like, they're clearly just a cash grab. But the worst part is... This artwork up here and the Tails artwork <laughs> behind you guys yep. is from Sonic Battle. Of course, yeah. This yep. one here, Sonic CD or Sonic 3D Blast, one of those two. Sonic Unleashed. Yep. Fan art that someone made. <laughs> it's MS Paint. And this is Sonic Heroes. Yep. So it's just they've picked up Sonic and slapped whatever they can on it. You're right. That's truly the worst part of that picture. <laughs> it is. I would pay money for these figurines. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going in Anto's collection. Yep. What about either of you? Are you going to no. pick up this? No, no, it, pass. It's, it's, just, it's, it's rubbish. It's I think it's $12.50 from the top right-hand corner there. Yeah. Uh, $12 flat. $12 flat. No. 12 bucks. No, no. no, put it towards the um, uh, Bulbasaur <laughs> well, then, Yeah, just put it in your Barracuda Bay mm. piggy bank. Yep. 12 bucks. It's going to you know take you a couple of years, but you'll get there. Next up, we have Pika Ooh. Oh. P- <laughs> <laughs> So Anto hasn't seen these either. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a green Pikachu. I think it's a Hulk Pikachu. Right. It, it's the mask. It's when Pikachu puts on the mask yeah. from uh, Jim Carrey. You know? He looks... You, I don't know if that's the same face impression you'd get with the yellow one, but he really looks sick. Or if they've changed the mouth up to make him look upset. Or... I just don't understand why he's wearing pants. <laughs> I think you might be on the nose it's Hulk it's pants. meant to be like Hulk Pikachu or like Banner Pikachu. Yeah. But they haven't coloured the ears or the yeah. hands or the legs. They're yellow. Yeah. It's like, if you ever saw a toy that could whisper the words, kill me, please. Yeah, <laughs> he, well, that's what he's saying. He's mouthing them to you right now. <laughs> um, this is just horrendous and it deserves... It should never have been made, to no, be honest. No, death by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to look at some uh, really cool video games. So this one's... Uh, this is the actual title. Uh, this is called A Wonderful Handheld System. Wait, no, it's not. It's not? What's it called? This is Titanic Legend. Oh, whoops, I've got the wrong file. Anyway, here's Titanic <laughs> Legend. Uh, so it's a little handheld. Remember the little tiger yeah, handheld you could get? Yep, yep. They actually had rip-offs as well. And this one's about Titanic. Uh, what I like is that their eyes are soulless. <laughs> it's clearly been designed by a 10-year-old. <laughs> Uh, the art is atrocious, but it, it's sort of got a redeeming quality. Like it's, it's, it's almost collectible because of that fact. That and is the, so bad. That's so bad. And the Titanic is not sinking, so there's hope. Well, that's well, they're it's, happy. Not, it's not even in the force. It's in the background yeah, of the it's, image. It's uh, yeah, sort of background. Uh, no, no, this is no. Well, no. maybe this will change your <laughs> mind, Anto. If you can just bring that back up, if you scroll down. You can go left or right. Oh, gentlemen. watch out. Left that's a or game right. changer. Which one do you want to go? And you got the captain of the ship on the left. <laughs> so yeah. this is steering the Titanic away from an iceberg. I'm pretty sure you're, yeah, wow. this ga- all this game is is like a 1945 isometric view where you're going left or right to try and not crash into an iceberg. <laughs> and they've just got uh, a rip-off of uh, Kate Winslet and Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Mm. And the captain. The captain makes a big appearance on the side of the packaging. I have a feeling... Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hunch. I have no proof. I have a feeling this is based off of these really weird bootleg NES and Super Nintendo games that came out based around the Titanic, but they were really weirdly labeled. Like it was called Titanic, T-I-T-E-N-I-C. Um, and there was a movie where they stole a bunch of Disney assets called The Legend of the Titanic, where Jack and Rose, like the characters that are supposed to be them, both survive and end up getting married at the end. It's weird, man. I would highly recommend when you guys get home, watch JonTron's video on Titanic. <laughs> it's about 40 minutes long. It's Your search awful. history will never yeah. recover. so funny. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Dino and Martin. Now, you may not have heard of him, but if you 
see the picture. Just describe to me. They may look. They may look familiar. Dino and Martin. Bring it up, Anto. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's right. a uh, it's Yoshi. Battery operated super action musical. I don't even know Think. what it is. Yeah, bump and go. <laughs> it's, it actually says bump and go. I think it says flashing light and rocking Marin on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's Mario riding Yoshi. Now Yoshi has red eyes that clearly light up. Mm. Do the do the legs look like they kick and that pushes him along? I don't. I, I think there'd, there'd be a a uh, wheel underneath, wheel? but yeah. the legs might motion. Uh, as it moves, who knows? Look, this might be something I would have purchased for my three, four-year-old as a, <laughs> you know, like a fun toy. Like it, it, yes, it has a. He looks like he's having a, a very good time on there, doesn't he? <laughs> Particularly in that picture. <laughs> so, but it's 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 cute. If it didn't have the red eyes, like you imagine, if he had those cartoony eyes, yes, that'd be yep. quite a, a nice piece. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd I'd get that for not for the collection, but for the. For the three-year-old, for the kid lecture, yeah, hundred percent. I'm yep. with Trent. I think that's a really wacky thing. And if uh, if the kids saw me playing Mario or Smash Brothers or something and wanted to uh, be a part of that, I could buy that for five bucks. And here you go. You can now play with uh, Mario <laughs> with Martin. Yoshi. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. I'm well, a Martin. <laughs> speaking as someone who owns a sewing machine Game Boy or Game Boy sewing machine. I'd buy this and keep it in my collection because it's that dumb. Yeah, and I yeah. love dumb yeah. stuff. It's not official Nintendo. It's clearly a ripoff. But man, how dumb is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh, only thing it's missing is the ability for Mario to pop off and let Yoshi fall down into a pit. No, the only thing it's missing is Mario punching Yoshi in the head whenever he wants him to eat something, yeah. which was canonically proven by Miyamoto. They asked him. He goes, "Oh yeah, he punches him in the head." <laughs> What the hell? Uh, next up, we know you're both big PlayStation fans, each of you owning a, a PlayStation, and, and I'm assuming it's a treasured memory from your, your childhood. Yep. Um, perhaps you'd like to relive those memories on the Poly Station. <laughs> oh. It's, a, it's a Poly machine. Well, they're not really... They don't have any bones about copying the <laughs> well, PlayStation. It's, it's just not a game anymore, according to the, <laughs> the speech bubble that the machine's talking about. It's kind of it's so cute like it's so rounded it looks like a lot of fun um, I, 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 for me I'd want it to be like a transforming Polly Pocket so I'd yeah. want to open up the disc case and have little figurines inside little I'd want the um, controllers to be a part of that world you know I'd I want it to be a toy inside a toy you know like the old Mighty Max or something like that but yeah my favourite part is that they've clearly tried to copy the Nintendo 64 box yes that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Polystation so maybe one you can pick up and play I don't know with multiple people on uh, and following on from that we've got another great little handheld console called Dr. Boy Anto Dr. Boy show us the Dr. Boy oh, oh no. crap, wow <laughs> okay so it's a it's a three pack yeah with a game uh, Bootleg Game Boy, looks like a PlayStation controller and a handgun. The, ga- the <laughs> like game, a, and it looks like a, it looks like a pretty realistic handgun. There, there's no orange tip on that. Uh, no gun. So one Anto, or two players. Can you read out the byline under Doctor Boy? Uh, I can indeed. Uh, it says, "Play games on the street or at home on TV." <laughs> <laughs> it's almost better than the Switch. Wow! So you got your Doctor Boy, you've got your Gameland gamepad, and yeah, something you could use to hold up a supermarket. That's mm. fantastic. All right, and this is the one that I thought it was. Again, another Tiger handheld uh, ripoff, little you know, lower end video game, but uh, we all loved them as kids. Uh, this one is called, and I quote. Overlord leaves his wife. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can see there the byline is online to hitting vivid game. Mm. I, I don't know what this is besides an overlord leaving his wife. It's, it's also really interesting, but it says under the price sticker, Street Overlord. <laughs> so maybe like it's a mashup of Street Fighter and other fighting game characters? Because I'm pretty sure... So why yeah. is he leaving his wife? <laughs> I don't know. That's lost in translation, I suspect. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. It's from Alaska. <laughs> and why have you got a controller and a handheld you know, item as well with, with buttons Maybe you can it. plug the controller into the... In case you prefer that style maybe. of holding it. Yeah, it's a pretty small screen to uh, wow. <laughs> have it too distant from you. But there was a Tiger Street Fighter game. Yep. Yeah, that, that was yep. rubbish. I've got it in there. Right. 
Uh, and finally, uh, this is more of a, a fan bootleg. Um, now, we know the old Pokemon games were easily uh, to be hacked the ROMs and, and add different things, like this thing's called Pokemon Black, where you play as uh, a ghost, okay. a, a ghost Pokemon. And after you finish the game, I can hear Anto chuckling. <laughs> after you finish the game, the ghost comes back and kills you, and that's how the game ends. Instead of battling trainers and they lose, you battle trainers and you kill them. And when you come back to the main screen, there's a tombstone there. Right. Because uh, you just wipe out the whole town. Uh, this one is a classic uh, Pokemon hack called Pokemon My Ass Edition. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I've got some footage there as well, Anto, uh, of Pokemon My Ass. Uh, and there was the, the look at our show, Ron. Uh, but in this game, it's... How do I put it? I don't know if this is. It's fine. It's, it's new... fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Trust me, it's fine. It's fine. Roll Very the confident, Ben. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Pokemon. Now, the story here is that she's a naturalist, okay? So it's all above board. Uh, they're, they're, they're battling. Uh, for the podcast listeners, uh, gym leader Erica is in the nude and has got a couple of black bars. Uh, over her naughty bits. Bit of Blue Lagoon uh, factor. Yes, indeed, indeed. I, I think that's where they got the idea from. <laughs> and not horny teenage no, boys. No. Uh, so what do you think? Would Pokemon My Ass Edition be something that you'd like to add to the collection? Oh, gosh. No, thanks. I'd say no. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> Anti- it could be uh, shattering for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on with my camera focus, but... Um, I already own Pokemon Vietnamese Crystal, which is notoriously badly translated. It's great. Um, so this could be a, a funny addition to have if I started collecting bootlegs, but I'm probably not going to. Pokemon my ass. Words that you can live by. <laughs> but we have been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. Uh, we do many, many things, but this isn't all we do. Uh, ben and Trent, what else do you do? It's time to plug everything you want. Well, that's pretty much it. Toy Power. Yep. Toy um, Power. You, you got a you got an Instagram for Toy Power or, or a place yeah, where you show pa- off your toys. Toy Power podcast on, on Facebook, uh, Instagram. On uh, I think we're on Twitter as well. Thanks, Trent, uh, Frank. Um, yeah, we're on all those social media outlets. Uh, you can find me at Shredder One Nine Eight Two on Instagram and Future Toys What Thirty Two uh, for Trent on Instagram. So. That's uh, us in a nutshell. We're a weekly podcast. Uh, come find us and uh, enjoy some toy antics. Toy antics. Trent? Mm. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I don't do the socials, so uh, <laughs> they, they roll them off. But no, You're it's good. There's, there's some um, some great toy. I just use Instagram just looking at toy collections all, all day. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So get some, uh, some 80s and 90s toy goodness into your lives. Anto, what do you have in your life? Um, not as much toy goodness as you guys, but uh, I do social media stuff for Hack the Dino, which Ben has been graciously taking over the last week or two, uh, while I've been stressing and fixing the computer that we've successfully used this evening. Woohoo! Well done. Oh my god. Um, outside of that, I've been streaming a lot more regularly on our channel, um, so I'm planning on doing it generally sort of weekdays, Wednesday to Friday-ish on the off week. Um... I've got my personal Instagram, which is just at Hey It's Anto. Uh, it's private, so you have to follow me to actually look at it. I just put video game stuff up there every now and again. Um, and yeah, other than that, not a whole lot personally. Well, I also do a, uh, a little thing on Instagram. Usually you can find all my stuff at Mr. Benjam, which is basically an insurance record of all my video game things. But for fun... I quite often do a little thing called bad game arts, arts with an S, where I find oh, oh yes, <laughs> that that Akuma, it's that I got that box when I bought Street Fighter Two Turbo, and I got it from uh, John Martin's, and it's atrocious. It's awful. The box art is the worst. I've still got it. If you, you want, if it? you want to, if you want it, Hell you can have yes. it. To Hell add, yes. Add to your collection. So there you go. Oh, it's it's so bad. Oh, and like the best part is you look at Cammy and like they've put her in such a way her spine would have snapped in yeah. half. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's awful. But all the bad game art from video games history. So wow. we can see there, uh, lately we've been looking at uh, Kickmaster, where you have to break your ankle in order to be <laughs> a good Kickmaster. Um, we've got Smart Ball there, and he's not a ball. <laughs> it's more it, of it's a, a discus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're going against the basic concept here. Easy. Uh, next across, we've got uh, what have we got there, Anto? Ah, oh, yes, Wolfenstein 3D. When you're sneaking around a Nazi-filled uh, castle trying to escape, be sure to waste your bullets by firing in the air and letting the Nazis know your position. But take your shirt off first. I'll also well. take your shirt off <laughs> yeah, and right, be yeah. really ripped in those Nazi yeah. death camps. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, what else we got there, Anto, uh, that we might be able to get a get a rise up? Ah, oh, yes, up and down. Uh, this, is, this is the car that should be a plane because it's high as hell. Uh, and can we just scroll down to one of my favourite ones? Actually, Anto... Oh, I like the to, aliens one. We, we uh, oh, you won't the like Xenomorph. That, no, that's called Xenophobe. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's a game about aliens. Yep. It's called Xenophobe. Oh, <laughs> wow. um, if we can get out of there, Anto, and just go up, because we didn't get to see this last week. Uh, go to the, the, yeah, that phallic one. <laughs> so now that we've zoomed in a bit, I don't know what all the phallic pieces what? are, but look at the face of the tornado. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> This He's was all PC gamers got in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> There's some chomberries there for you as well to regenerate some shield. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite reference. Yes, we found another one, Anto. Yes. We're not alone anymore. Joint uh, Toy Power podcast, Hack the Dino Fortnite stream. Yeah, yeah I think let's it's, do it's it. coming. Let's do it. Uh, but we have been Hack the Dino. I'd like to thank Ben and Trent from the Toy Power podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them and us on iTunes and Stitcher and Mitcher and not that other word I said uh, previously uh, and like subscribe thumbs up all the all that stuff but until next time you should really get a doctor to look at that it, it's it's growing it's not nice don't be silly <laughs>